Hey, welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm Bradley. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. One of these days we should, uh, or maybe me, I just need to spice that up a little bit. I feel like I yeah, you do. do the same thing every time. I mean, you also sounded <laughs> um, like, not to call you out, but you sound a little, like, depressed. A little sad. A little sad. Oh. Yeah. Maybe You're doing okay, energy. right? I'm just a sad person. Just <laughs> <laughs> real oh, low man. energy is all. No, it's just, it's, uh, for all the listeners, I have uh, been out of work due to a work injury, so mental state at all time low. It's great. Maybe don't mm. injure your work, and then you won't have to be out for a work Dang injury. It. I I knew I shouldn't have punched my work in the face. Uh, yeah, yeah I mean, what did you expect would happen when you injure work? <laughs> it's got to take Every... time off to recover. Everybody <laughs> knows that injured work takes a ton of time off. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Like, it's... come on. That's like common phrase right there up with a doc a uh, apple a day keeps a doctor away and a short necked goose is just a duck. Common what? phrase. I've never heard that. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Those are all equally common phrases. All of them. I never knew you were like a pro- prolific like duck hunter or something. I'm a pr- prolific goose hunter and they just happen to be short necked or uh, long necked ducks. I'm a prolific uh, apple hunter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, man. I, yeah, I hear it's a, pretty dangerous out there. There is a specific word. Trees. Yeah, there's a specific word that is used exclusively for the act of stealing apples. Please I don't remember what it is, but oh. there's a specific... I, I, I bet you I could look it up real quick. But there's a specific word that is used only for stealing apples. Well, well you hilarious. look it up. Speaking of apples, today we're going to talk about Christianity. Yeah, it's the oh, same thing. Nice segue, man. <laughs> That's big brain right there. <laughs> um, more on the topic, so not just Christianity, but since um, you guys like to point out, I do enjoy yeah. talking about religion. <clears throat> and all. so we do, right? It's, it's a fun topic. I and... try my best to avoid it, but you two <laughs> both love it. So I'm not going to I'm not here calling out uh, Christianity to be a monster. That's not a thing. But as a also folklore slash like mythical creature podcast, uh, Bryce actually gave me the idea to do biblically accurate angels. And so cool. Every religion has weirdness things in it where it's like, that's a strange thing. So oh, well, no, for this sure. is not exclusive to Christianity. We're, we'll be it's... briefly talking about uh, Judaism and mm-hmm. Islam as well today. Yeah. I don't know. Because. I'm just super psyched for many wings, many eyes, and spinning flaming wheels. That's about my extent <laughs> knowledge yeah. that I know. Mm-hmm. Well, you uh, you know more than most people. <laughs> I only uh... know that because of the internet within the last several months. <laughs> uh, before we start, though, Randy, did you find that word? Sure did. It's called scrumping. Scrumping? Yeah. If you, if you're dude. You can be charged with scrumping, and that is specifically stealing apples. I kind and I of don't understand want why. To be charged with scrumping. Yeah, I mean to be fair, the last official charge of scrumping on like a court case was in the 1800s, so it's been a minute, but it's possible. Oh. Still could happen. He, st- he scrumped me. Yep. He scrumped me good. In the official yeah. court case, that was what it was: that he was charged with scrumping. You really don't want to be put on the national scrumpers register. Oh, I know. <laughs> seriously. <laughs> You have to There's a watch like a, list. Like with you. Uh-huh. Like There's a website you can go to. You go into an orchard. 
every orchard grower like all those all farmers have a website they can go to and keep an eye out on all of the uh scrumpers in the area keep an eye on them yeah all three in the nation and so brad do you think biblically accurate angels are scrumpers i mean technically adam and eve are if you go by that definition, oh, no. Adam and Eve are scrumpers. They're, the first, they're not the first sin was scrumping. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta watch out. That's the original, the first most iconic sin is scrumping. Man, that was man. We're all, we're very big big brain today. I couldn't man. even say the word. <laughs> I'm such all big brain. I can't even pronounce it. Big brain. Yeah, it's probably all of these apples I have next to me that I did oh. not get by scrumping. You you bought all of those, right? You and you paid 100%. taxes on them. You better have uh, three cents a piece. Uh huh. Uh huh. I'll be sending the police to make sure on that one. They're going to be investigating you just in case. We all know for owning apples. I am not a scrumper. We all know that that's a huge crime that needs Dude. to be cracked down on. So. I mean, there's like there's scrumping and then there's larceny, like grand larceny. Yeah. That's like wonder. So, I'll be honest. I have everyone says grand larceny. I still don't really know what it is, but oh, I know what scr- scrumping is. That's laundering. For sure. money. Uh, why don't they just say lar- laundering? <laughs> I guess larceny wanted... is laundering. Right, there you go. I guess it makes sense. <laughs> it's just I a different word for it. Terms and all that. Yeah. Anyway. So whether or not you want to talk about like and you want to study biblically accurate angels or like the original sin of grumping apples, yeah, a good, a good place to start would be Christian folklore. Oof. And Ooh, okay. so that's, that's what I didn't know that was a thing. It, it is actually so. Um, pers- I mean, they're, they're, I mean, historians and like theologists and theologists, the theologians could probably sure. bring it way more. But just for my simple-minded self, I kind of break down Christianity in two parts. Simple-minded. Ancient, ancient, well, simpler, like, religion for dummies for me. I I thought we were big brain. I thought we were big braining it this week. Yeah, actually, Christianity Christianity can be broken down into 164 parts. Whoa. (laughs) Lay it out on me. I want to know every single one. What are they? No, so I, I break it down into two major parts. Um, okay. And you could probably throw in a third, but just for today's sake, we're just going to do two. We're going to do ancient fo- uh, Christian folklore and then like modern day folklore. Excellent. And, and just for everyone who is Christian, when I say fo- folklore, I don't mean like fake. I don't mean, I just mean it's the like, like the lore. writings and the lore of the teachings of that religion. Like so that's, the, I, don't, I don't mean like, if I say mythology, if I say folklore, that's just what it means. It's just the writings and teachings of a particular sect of something lore and, told by the folk yeah folk exactly. lore. um and so when you separate christianity into these two parts for the for most people in like today's standards if you're just kind of like a everyday sunday or every sunday christian or whatever and you go to church like pretty much all you're going to know from christianity is what's in the bible or what's mm-hmm. in you know individual books from other you know different religions or whatever and then or in movies like, or movies, but that's going to be like the baseline of what you believe, and then, uh, and that's going to be what what's what I mean by modern day is the how many ever so books are in the Bible, and then mm-hmm. other, and then individual pickings of other teachings. But if we go back to ancient uh, Christianity, you're going to have probably a hundred extra books that were not ever added to the Bible. You're going to have a lot, tons of man. different. Um, oh, it's it, there's a lot, and you're going to have tons of different. Uh, 
sex of s e c t not sex sect uh-huh. of sex. christianity that warred with one another and so basically christianity at that time looks nothing like what it looked like to, looks like today mm-hmm. and so that's why when we talk about biblically accurate angels we're talking about these ancient biblical writings how they were interpreted compared to how we now interpret them today things uh, that the are in the literal version exactly mm-hmm. And so just baseline for anyone, maybe not Christian. So the Bible is a collection of different books written by many different authors in the span of over a millennium. It's not, you know, you think of like the first gospels or whatever, right? You think like Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and you just kind of think, oh, okay, those were just people that are right next to Jesus, which is mm-hmm. not true at all. It was written, you know, within about a thousand years after. Wow. Uh, and so the Bible is known for just a portion of many different books that have been uh, taught from Christian history. The books in the current Bible are known as the canonical Bible, and then any books that were left out, whether or not they're true or not, just books that were written in the same time period are called the non-canonical Bible. In that sect, you have, or in that like variety, you have like the Apocrypha and all that. that exactly, um, like the Apocrypha, Dead Sea Scrolls, all kinds of stuff like that. What so fun all word. the fun stuff. I know, right? <laughs> um, so if you, if anyone's interested, you could go on Wikipedia or anything else and just type in non-canonical books referenced in the Bible, and you'll get a huge list. Uh, but uh, 14 of my personal favorites were 14 books that were taking, taken out of the uh, Bible when it was being translated by the Vatican back in 1682, I mean 84. And hey, so what's the difference? What is the difference? I don't even know. <laughs> uh, but what's interesting about those books is we get uh, two books called the Estras. Um, I'll be referencing one called the Tobit uh, or Tobis. It's often pronounced. We have the book of Judith. Uh, more writings from Esther. Uh, my personal favorite is the Wisdoms of Solomon. Wisdom mm. of Solomon. What a guy. And then, Is that anything like the Songs of Solomon? Oh, it's man. not. So it's actually, it's supposed to be writings from him and Solomon oh. for everyone that doesn't know is supposed to be this high and mighty, like basically perfect King slash religious holy man. And so one of the reasons why this one specifically was taken out is because it kind of shows him in a different light. It doesn't make him evil, but it just shows him in a different light that I guess the Vatican didn't really want to portray him as. And so it's, it's no longer included in the uh, canonical. Shows. Shows some of the mistakes that he made, or something and stuff like that. Yeah, he, Makes he him talks, more human, nor, normal about, person. Like, wanting to murder someone, I think. I mean, we all have thoughts like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, I think it kind of portrays him as kind of a warmonger and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and and so basically, at the time, the Vatican just wanted to protect his identity. I guess is how they would have put it. Um, but a little bit more, we get some uh, stuff from Jeremiah. We get one book called "The Songs of Three Holy Children," which I haven't done any research, but it sounds interesting. Um, I, the one I want to do the most research on is called "Bell and the Dragon." Oh, that sounds and, like a Disney story. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that one has more connection, and it was taken out, but it's, it has a connection toward uh, Babylonian mythology. Uh, and so, it, it, and and I'll talk about it a little bit later. But uh, in some of these books that were left out, it basically confirms and says that ancient Christianity didn't believe in one God. They believed in a hierarchy of gods. They believed that there's lots of different versions of God. In one of them, they actually believed that God, the one that created Earth, is actually evil, and that Jesus was oh. just a man preaching against that God. <laughs> wow, so, these are all like 
super so interesting and oh, like so departing yeah, from the I, I totally recommend anyone just I mean, whether you are a devout christian or not these are just very interesting things that you should know about your religion um so two two other books that i wanted to mention just that were kind of interesting to me that stood out one was called the book of judas and i don't mm-hmm. know if it's specifically judas uh, uh, that betrayed jesus but uh-huh. it is called the book of judas and so this one uh, is the one I was just talking about, how it uh, talks about the, there's the God of the Bible being an evil and malicious God. And he's not like the main God, that there's actually a God above him that has directed many different gods to build worlds. And the, we live in this evil God's world that Jesus, mm. just a human being, came and tried to tell us about. Interesting. Mm. And then um, another interesting one, there's one called The Gospel of Thomas. And this book actually is one of the only ones written about Jesus, Jesus's life as a baby slash uh, like teenager or whatever. And so it talks about him being a, <laughs> uh, very much of a bully. So his dad. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> no, he didn't murder his, or anything. But so he his dad uh, took him to different schools to learn different things about you know judaism and just uh, math and whatnot and jesus was a very very smart person in this um in this gospel and he would bully the teachers and just because he knew more than them and so all the teachers just wouldn't teach him because what could they teach him and he, jesus gets so mad at one of these teachers that he ends up killing him feeling oh bad and then bringing him back from the dead that's messed up and that so is... it's just a very like very different point of view of what we know of as Jesus as like a mm-hmm. young hot headed kind of kid. And, um, so that one is pretty interesting. Uh, it was his teenage years when he was rebellious, right? Uh, what a way to rebel. And then you kill a guy <laughs> and then you feel bad and then you resurrect. Uh, right. So basically, so the reason I'm telling these stories and kind of talking about these missing books and, and every not missing, but like books that are non-canonical to the Bible is because books that have been removed. We got to see that this, this version of Christianity is just so, I mean, night and day from what we know today as what, what is Christianity. And so when we take this lens, now we can get a better understanding of maybe how these people would have interpreted mm-hmm. uh, things like angels and things, you know, just different things. Because if you, you know, think of modern day Christianity, pretty much every single like sect, every denomination of Christianity follows the same exact book for the uh-huh. most part and has very similar doctrines. They just, you know, differ a little bit, but like that, that version of Christianity is just the one that succeeded because of all these different religions, all these different books that were happening, all these different wars that were going on between these individual sects became Christianity. And then once it became Christian or became Catholicism and once it became Catholicism, then it broke down just versions of the right. Church. So okay. I think, uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Brad, but we might also be remiss if we don't mention the fact that with like a lot of these like old texts, sometimes it can be hard to like know the validity mm-hmm. of what they say. Oh, completely. You know, yeah. and so like, like maybe some of these books didn't fit like the what they were trying to say with the Bible, or like some of these books were like came from just unknown sources and stuff like that. So like a lot of this it's really hard to tell like yeah so i was one of the maybe what might have been mistranslated or whatever so yeah one of the one of the things i was going to mention is so in uh 325 ad this is uh roman era during the reign of constantine um they had the council of nicaea 
And so what they did in this council is take all of this information, all of these books, everything that they could from all of these other religious people, right? So Roman, uh, Rome at this time was almost cut down the middle of paganism um, and Christianity. And so Constantine, Constantine converted to Christianity and was like, I'm just going to make Christianity the religion. And so they made this council. They took everything that they had and then they established what is what was then considered the canonical Bible. And mm. so what he was trying to do with this was to show that the Bible, how the Bible was originated, tell the stories and try to make it the sole readings of what Christians believe all of the doctrine, everything that they believed in, that's what they did. And so anything that they didn't think was true, anything that they didn't think they didn't want to teach or anything was left out. And so that's kind okay. of how we get at least a, a skeleton of what the current Bible is because from 325 AD, obviously I mentioned in 1684, they took out more books and, you know, right. taken out different books. So but other than that, that's kind of how we got what we know as the Bible and why, whether or not, which books are true or not. We don't, you know, we still don't know, but that's kind of where they made that decision in uh, the council of Nicaea. It's just okay. a religion that's been around long enough and been spread around enough that there's been a lot of opportunities for people to kind of like focus it down hone it down into exactly what like the people want it to be and the, like the stories that everyone likes and wants to pass down and so it's kind of channeled into becoming that thing and all the other stories that used to be around part of it have just can kind of left behind as it's been focused in to be right. what it is today especially because christianity even in this form, in this ancient form, is just an offshoot of Judaism, mm -hmm. right? And right. before that, we have uh, whatever ancient religion was before Judaism, and whatever that was birthed both Judaism and Islam. Uh -huh. so all of these things are very uh, connected. Uh, you know, the the Hebrew Bible, the Christian Bible, and the Islamic faith, because I know that they're... Uh, uh, Quran is a little bit, I mean, is written completely different, but a lot of their right. beliefs actually, well, well, we'll talk about angels and stuff later on, um, actually has a lot of connections there. They share a lot of similarities to each other. Um, mm, okay. Interesting. So, and so even like, let, let me, let's just say like Judaism, Christianity, and Islam are all like the modern day religions. And so mm -hmm. the difference between all of the religions back then is kind of similar, even like so all this, these denominations of Christianity wouldn't even matter. There's just kind of one thing to like how we would look at it in the broad scope. But I feel gotcha. like we're, I'm, I'm trailing on a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> basically what we're getting to is this version of Christianity, their take on angels will be on a lot of things because be a lot of things, on a lot of things, but just for the topic today, angels. So like, right. Um, because like modern day Christianity, a lot of the modern art and whatever, you'll see these human-like beings, sometimes with wings, sometimes not with wings, sometimes with halos, sometimes with not with halos, basically just servants of God helping out with like earthly matters, right? That's kind of how you guys would right. describe that's, it. Yeah, I've seen a couple of movies that have angels and that's how they're always depicted. Same with pictures and stuff. Mm -hmm. And a big like pop culture one would be like Cupid, right? Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Kind of creepy little that. guy, but yeah, sure. <laughs> and uh, going on with that, so that's nothing. I mean, like other than being like servants of God, I suppose. Like that's not even like like 
could not be further from the truth. And from what it, they the stories are. Right. And so before I did this, I did talk to a few uh, Christians. And when I uh, told them this, they were like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea. And and it's because looking at it, like looking at the Bible with a modern lens, you mm-hmm. would you would just pass it by. You wouldn't even think about right. it. I mean, I've, I've read mm-hmm. the Bible before. And I never would have caught that either. Um, yeah, maybe it's just because like, you know, like the mental image that I think like pretty much that everybody has of like an angel is just like this perfect person with like wings and then mm-hmm. like a like white robe or whatever and like these things are so Wild. so much like a departure from that that mm-hmm. if you read it it like doesn't really connect that it might be talking about something that's like vastly different right yeah. and, and what you have to think of in the bible it talks about how we were made in god's image right and while that's true for humans there's i mean there's no reason to believe that that's true for angels right, right? i mean you have like you have yeah. I mean, we have animals right like as, no, as they humans, were they were made in god's image as well <laughs> like like i'm saying like we're one we're the only species that were made in his image right right so why would we believe that angels a completely different i mean complete everything is different compared to i mean they they're, they're yeah. no, have non-corporeal bodies they're supposed to they have usually spiritual bodies whatever you know that means yeah i mean i mean they could kind of be like maybe not even considered like alive in the same way that viruses aren't considered alive you know exactly yeah totally whoa angels are viruses this is getting spicy (laughs) i mean they might look a little similar i don't know that's true good point but like i mean like basically what like whether whatever i tell you and the podcast tonight like i could be completely wrong from my research we every historian could be wrong because we just have no idea all we have to go off of is ancient texts and the bible nice fun sneak peek behind the cameras we're recording at night he just let the cat out of the bag now you know (laughs) now they know (laughs) um so like i said go for it i was gonna say also i mean to be fair with when you're reading the bible like at least for me personally the couple of times that I've read the Bible, it's been hard enough to try and figure out what they're talking about just because like a lot of the phrasing is strange. The words are kind of older and it gets kind of confusing as you're reading it. So I could see people reading through sections that have descriptions of angels and being totally lost as to what they're even talking about. And like you well, get through that the- section, and you're like, yeah, I don't understand any of that. Like, yeah, your okay. brain's like I'm half confused. melted. And uh-huh. you're like, I don't know what's happening. Man. It's like, was that a description of an angel? I think I must have misunderstood that because that sounded weird, but I don't know. I'm well, see, confused. That's, that's why I, I really wish Christianity as a whole would recommend their followers to to read other texts of that time right. period. Because, I mean, just of the couple that I mentioned, right? I mean, we have the book of in Esther and the canonical Bible, but there's uh-huh. more of it. So like you could just understand more of the story by reading more of it. Right. All these books that were taken out, you know, wisdom of Solomon, we would know so much more about Solomon. Everyone would, if we read his more of his books, right? Mm-hmm. Like all of these things I feel like would be just so much easier to understand whether like, even though we have to pick through and like, know oh, which one's true, which one's false, which one's fiction, you know, whatever. Right. But, like, I feel like it would help us understand if, it was more commonplace to, to read extra text other than just the couple books that were chosen by some people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. I think it's just like, 
kind of read and like as much as you can and take as much information as you can. Big fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to, I'm just going to transition just straight on to some, just getting these angels talked about. What? Um, so like Heck I yeah. for, um, all of the, pretty much all of the main, I'm that's, I'm not going to say that cause that's not true. The three <laughs> big religions, Islam, Judaism, and Christianity all uh-huh. started from the same source. Yeah. So long time ago, um, as we talk about angels, there are mentions of all th- all the types of angels that we'll be talking about in every single of those religions. Oh, that's super so, interesting. Uh, Christianity and Judaism, both over time, different people have kind of put like really done research and put them in like a hierarchy list. The wow. only religion not to do that is Islam. And so uh, in Islam, there's no, no hierarchy written. Um, all these, uh, Angels are, you know, some are represented more, some are represented less, but all of their angels that are in Islam have also been referenced in these other religions. Wow. And then a man named, oh, geez, uh, Maimonides. He was a Jewish scholar in the 12th century. And so he has one of the most popular Jewish uh, hierarchy lists of these angels. Um, He's, that's one of the biggest things that he's known for. He's also known for just, being very knowledgeable on ancient Judaism, like laws and uh, religious like traditions and whatnot. So he's is this a is this a tier list? This is, <laughs> is a tier list. <laughs> nice. This dude's like way out of the game. You said twelfth oh, century. Heck yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna go through this list. Um, you guys see it, but if you want to look it up, it's it's available on the internet because we're gonna be f- sp- uh, focusing specifically on Christianity, but. Um, this is his list. And so if you look up this list, it is similar in some ways and different than the Christian one. Um, interesting. And you, you it's, it is interesting on this. The seventh one on that list is Elohim, uh, which means godly beings, which is interesting because that's in the Bible mistranslated possibly in the English version, because I think God calls himself that. Uh-huh. Um, but what he is talking that's about. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, it's always referred to as, like, Elohim being his name or something. Like, that's, like, either his name or the name for God. But, yeah, mm-hmm. I guess it could just be him referring to, like, his... Hebrew, it it literally means God. Yeah. So, it could just be, like, I'm human. And everyone's like, oh, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, that kind of a thing where, like, oh, gotcha. Right. That's, uh, you're saying that you're a God. And it's like, oh, that's not quite what it means, <laughs> but sure. Yeah. And then in Christianity, we also have a tier list, basically. It's the hierarchy oh. list. And the hierarchy list is broken down into three orders the highest order, the middle order, and the lowest order. And so gotcha. each order has three uh, groups of angels, I guess. Uh-huh. And we have in each order, we have the top tier, middle tier, and low tier as well. Oh, and it's so very interesting. Christianity is very much likes tiers or groups of three with things i don't it's just more than just angels there's you know talks about heavens and stuff and like every everything has tiers of three magical number (laughs) um quickly so in the highest order we have the seraphim the cherubim and thrones and then in the middle order you have dominions virtues powers yes these are names of groups of angels that makes sense. In the lowest order, we have principalities, archangels, and angels. 
Dang, so like regular normal angel is just like oh, at the bottom of the barrel. Boring angel. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense why they're sent to Earth so often because it's like, yeah, you guys are like the lowest, like they're like just the new guys. Yeah, exactly. You're like the scrubs. So like you go ahead and you're the messenger. You go down and talk to them. I don't want to. I'm too important. Right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you guys on my notes can see this beautiful, really weird looking pictures, right? Beautiful is a so, word for it. I mean, is so, that a face in the center? It's kind of it hard. It sure to tell. does look like it. Face, and I will talk about that a little bit. How they look like to the audience in a second. But those pictures are the seraphim, so the highest of the high oh, okay. angels. And so, and so, like I mentioned, these aren't the highest list listed on the Jewish order. Um, right. They're like one of the lower ones. So it's it's just very interesting to see who placed who where. So. Um, do you know if, like, as the higher up you go on this list, the more, like, fricked up they look? I was just <laughs> going to ask if this is, like... Know. Like, you got angels at the very bottom, and, like, oh, those guys are just, like, regular, like, people. And then at the highest <laughs> one, you got, like, dude, these things are, like, paracausal beings able to just melt your brain. What's yeah. actually interesting is we know more about the higher tier ones with the most like power and stuff and then the lower and lower you get the less and less we know about their physical appearance and what they huh. do and stuff it's actually pretty Man, interesting you think, you think that'd be like the opposite yeah. no it's it's weird um but i guess I mean, you know why know the highest power people <laughs> the well i mean the, like i guess you could think of it the, like the lower in tier down you get then the the chances of some random person interacting with one of those is higher and so they wouldn't need to have a description of what they look like because they have a possibility that they may have seen one whereas like the really high top of the order ones there's no way that someone's going to interact with them and so they need a description as to what they look like because they're never going to see it it's like 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 no one describes what a chicken looks like because everyone's seen a chicken but everyone describes what t-rexes look like because there's no way anyone's going to see a t-rex in real life Kind of. I mean, nowadays everyone will, but right just on, theoretically, yeah. something like that. But that not makes sense. Um, but yeah, so like I mentioned, the seraphim. Um, this is I'm gonna uh, according to the prophet Isaiah, uh, who's a big big shot in the Bible and uh, super confusing. <laughs> according to him, though, the seraphim is an angelic being that surrounds the throne of God, singing "Holy, Holy, Holy" in unison to God's approach. Uh, they are described as having six wings two of which are for flying and the rest are used to cover their hands and feet. I mean, heads and feet. Oh. Um, I don't see any remnants of hands or feet in that image, but. <laughs> so they could be like the normal human body with two wings behind those other wings, but they just use their extra wings to cover up what they look like. Um, I don't think so because it's, I mean, I doubt it, but maybe. Um, but what I've also seen, seen this reading, it's basically an orb of eyes. I've also excellent. Read so we don't know. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> a, uh, but medieval Christian theology places the seraphim at the highest uh, choir or the the highest tier of the angel hierarchy. And so, whether or not that was true before the medieval period, we're not sure. But that's that's when this kind of tier list was put together. Maybe that just means they're the best singers. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it does say. So Isaiah specifically mentions, and we can read it in the Bible that these beings sing holy 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 but trust me they do way more than just sing yeah it's actually pretty awesome so thank goodness because otherwise that'd be so boring <laughs> no it's so, really so, annoying actually it's such so true 
it, their name derives in Hebrew from seraph, which means to burn in English. Uh, digging even deeper into it, though, the word uh, seraph, which is a little bit different spelling, uh-huh. I believe, it means venomous desert snake, which in ancient Egypt, people referred to the cobra as the flaming one. I am so confused cool by what that would mean then. So um, a little bit more detail. So there was a, uh, it's his name, his title name was pseudo Dionysus of the um, Arabagite. Man, I am uh-huh. speaking words. But anyway, hey, so the seraphim really confusing words helped the deity, which is God, maintain perfect order and are not limited to chanting that holy, holy, holy thing. Basically, oh, the, good. They, they are the definition of it's. I'm saying this, but I don't mean it. it they're the definition of like perfection. So, uh, like, meaning like to burn, right? So, like, their job was to cleanse stuff, make everything perfect. They were just like the like, like. FBI or something. I don't even. I don't even. I, know. I was. Just, I was gonna say like they're like. Counters. I was gonna say they're like the TVA from Loki. Their job is to cleanse the universe yeah. of anything <laughs> that isn't in the exact plan. It's like, oh, you messed up with the. You deviated from the sacred timeline. You get time for you to get cleansed to get and burned. These guys are pretty much known to be this, like the second most powerful being in the universe, second only to God, which I thought was wow. pretty interesting as well. Um, but again, in different lore and different texts and stuff, obviously that is not true because other people have defined them as lesser beings. So, sure. you know, we don't know. Uh, but the name Seraphim clearly indicates that they're ce- uh, they have a ceaseless and eternal revolution about uh, the divine principles, their heart, uh, heat, and uh, keenness. Uh, basically, that they just their entire purpose of living is to just fulfill god's will um and so they it's just it's just i can't tell you enough just how how (laughs) like their name of the flaming one or to burn or whatever just really defines kind of who they are seriously um just a couple of different like theologians have described them as being unhidden unquenchable changeless radiant enlightening power dispelling and destroying the shadows of darkness so pretty scary they're unquenchable they will they constantly are drinking and they'll never be quenched (laughs) man that's so that's so sad maybe if they drink cactus juice it'll help i've heard it's the quenchiest uh, in in media these are pretty much one of the most popular things to add other than like archangels regular angels angels. yeah Mm -hmm. And so some of the, the references that they've made or appearances they've made was the second phase of dogma and the binding of Isaac rebirth. Yeah. Um, so they resembled this being and they you had a lot of wings that used attacks and stuff. So an that, annoying boss. I know it well. And then Galim from Super Smash Bros. Um, they, they called it like him, like the world of light. And it resembled. Oh, yeah. well. And they had. I would uh, not think we would have gotten a. Uh... Like a Super Smash Bros. reference in this. No, seriously, I, that's a. I dug I was, for it. <laughs> I was so confused. It's like, Gully, what the heck? That's not a playable character. I'm so oh, from the single player campaign. Yeah, you right. Yep. Um, shout great. out Bryce uh, in the Doom game. Uh, both big into fan. His, oh yeah. Uh, Doom Eternal. So it's mentioned that a Seraph blesses the Doom Slayer with great st- strength and speed, and then in Doom Eternal, it is confirmed that the character Samuel Hayden is in fact a. 
the seraphim who blessed Doomslayer. So and he's mm-hmm. a little uh he's a little putz. He's <laughs> both in powers and abilities and in just uh-huh. character. So. Uh-huh. Well, um <laughs> rude of him. Anyways, uh, also in Supernatural, um, they're known as the most powerful angels. I have no memory of them appearing, but I believe you. Like deep in the seasons, you know. Yeah, and it's fourteen or whatever. I'm sure you don't even see them. I think it might be a reference of angels talking about them. That Mm. might be true. Because to be fair, like those are the seasons I've seen the least of. I've seen seasons one through like seven many times, but the also, last uh, one's not much. Correction. I said they were known as the most powerful. They are, sorry. They're more powerful than angels, not the most powerful angel. Oh, okay. so they're like separate. Slip of the tongue. Yes. Okay. But man, it just seems like uh, these guys, if there is an opposite to Eldritch Horror, I think these guys are it. Maybe they still <laughs> accomplish Eldritch Horror, but it seems like they're more like lawful good aligned maybe what is like the the word that would be used for the opposite of eldridge horror i can't i I don't know what that would be eldridge happiness it's got to be something cooler than holy it's got to be something awesome but i don't know i don't know maybe we'll come up with something as the episode goes on um all right so the second most powerful um angel slash the second on the list of the highest tier we have the cherubim which if that name rings a bell it goes it's now shortened down to cherub which is the most common form of or which is the type of angel that cupid is yeah uh, so it's a little annoying self yes so <laughs> so creepy as cherubim or cherub that's who you think of and let me tell you absolutely no 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 <laughs> so another <laughs> another you know, Christians, other than, you know, uh, or, or possibly Jewish people as well, um, would, when they hear cherub or cherubim, they think the people, the angels that God sent down to protect the Garden of Eden. Yeah, yeah. Um, and protect specifically the Tree of Life. So that was not a baby. It was a even more terrifying version of angel <laughs> i mean really what's more terrifying than an angel baby that's kind of kind oh, of let me let me tell you so the bible describes these beings as animal human hybrids tasked with guarding the garden of eden against hum- humankind oh, so it's um, like a satyr that's adorable even, no, even worse in the book of ezekiel oh. the prophet's vision depicts them as having four faces that of a lion an ox an eagle and a human they have straight cool. legs that means i'm not sure four wings a bull or and bull hooves for feet that gleam like polished brass and then so one of the sets of wings covers their body and the other is used for flight so i did some more research and so what i was able to find out is that the heads had meaning so the lion represented wild light or wild animals the ox represented domestic animals the eagle represented birds and the human head represented uh represented humanity and mm-hmm. which is because it, it kind of encompasses all animals i guess wow except for fish man except through any fish life or like man fish aren't considered creatures they're just no. the bugs of the sea <laughs> all dogs go to heaven and all fish go to hell apparently because they're not they're not being uh represented by the angels no, would you describe these creatures as like 
bashful because like <laughs> they're like covering their like body with like wings and both of these uh different kind of subsets it's yeah, modesty interesting pattern modesty bryce <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm I not see sure why that's what because like for, from what I've been able to see is that like either that they're using them specifically to cover themselves or they're using it because like one set of wings specifically is used for flying and the other wings aren't they're just have other purposes I'm not sure well, maybe, yeah, maybe that's comfortable just like, I was just gonna say maybe it's just their natural resting place just so happens to like cover themselves yeah Mm. Or maybe like what they're hiding underneath is so horrible that it'd melt your freaking brain if you saw it. And uh, so this is one of our first connections to other mythologies and other mm -hmm. religions. So obviously modern day scholars and modern day representations of the cherubim represent more of the Greek and Roman deities like Cupid, who is a deity in those uh -huh. mythologies. Um, they attribute the details like the... Um, the babiness or whatever or like the just like the more human-esque you know whatever um but the what we have in the bible which has the human animal hybrid is actually more similar to uh babylonian syrian and egyptian mythologies hmm. um, i can see that with egypt egypt especially yeah for sure yeah, i mean we, we've talked about amit right we've talked about i mean we've mentioned i think sphinxes and other you know things just in like chimeras and stuff chimeras yeah and so uh the cherub's function of guarding sacred places and their mixed appearance is similar to that of babylonian the babylonian uh lamassu uh egyptian sphinxes and the um hittite griffin yeah. interesting. so it's very it's very interesting to to see that like this was written in more ancient times to where the Babylonian religion, the Egyptian religion, all those things were still way more fresh than they are today in modern yeah. times. All we have to go off of is Christianity, Judaism, and uh, Islam. Yeah. And it makes so much sense. Like we've talked about several times in several of the episodes of how different religions in the world have taken like pieces or information from Christianity and like, it, you, we can see the remnants of that in these other mythologies and like other stories that have like kind of ties to it. So it makes so much sense to be able to see the same thing in Christianity that they took other stories or hints and information from other things and put it into their stories as well. Oh, it's totally. Neat. Interesting to see like, like it's at this point, it's almost impossible to know like what the yeah, religion was because I mean, every religion takes from each other. Uh huh. So um, in Christianity specifically, the cherubim is characterized by knowledge um, in contrast with the seraphim, who is characterized by its burning love to God. Emphasis on the burning, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then again, like I said, some early literature. So this is more in the medieval era. That's when kind of we get or when we have the conceptions of their non-corporeal forms and being uh -huh. more like monsters i guess and then now in, in a this is a very western idea to have them be like small plumped wing boys it's definitely honestly i would much prefer the uh, non-corporeal like kind of ethereal <laughs> creatures over the fat little kids those things are so freaking weird to me i hate 100 percent. i hate them they, they creep me, me out now in contrast i'm just going to mention um in islam um, the cherubim are the angels closest to God and sometimes include the bearers of the throne and archangels. Um, yeah. 
below the angels of the throne, the angels. Uh, so like below that, we have like Michael, who actually in Islam identifies as a cherubim. Uh, oh. And then in the Islamic faith, uh, there are seven cherubim, which are very similar to Christianity and Judaism's uh, seven archangels. Interesting. Uh, okay. it's so big. with the uh, the angel that was staked outside of like the Garden of Eden after they got kicked out, um, that dude was given like a flaming sword, right? Yeah, yes. he was. Which is badass, man. <laughs> Did he have a specific name or not? I thought I swear I remember him having a name I in the Bible. Did. I could be uh, totally misremembering. Not that I could remember, but it's been a minute, man. There's been a few angels actually had names in yeah. the Bible. I think might have been the only in the canon canonical Bible. I think Michael's the right. only one of that's ever given a name. It might be that the when I was a kid reading it that I thought that when they said cherubim that they that was his name. So that's that might be where I was remembering that, but I I always thought that they had given him a name. So, I don't think so. Uh, what a shame! Poor guy's doing his job. It doesn't even get called out. Doesn't even get <laughs> called out for his Instagram. Harsh. So next we have the third most powerful or the the lowest power of the highest tier, and this is where the, the most bizarre one yet, in my opinion, and my favorite, just because <laughs> of how they look. So they are called either the throne or okay. the uh, orphanum. Which can the throne be taken literally? The throne is yeah, taken. It... Take the throne as literally as you can. So, so God's just sitting on an I'm angel? Gonna, I'm going to be completely honest here. These are the slaves of God. Or Dang, the slaves harsh. I'm not even kidding. Let me just, let me just tell you. Okay. <laughs> so, so these angels are more like constructs and, uh, 100% don't look anything like humans. So the Orphan refers to the wheels uh, seen in Ezekiel's vision of the chariot. So that chariot actually was an angel. Uh, oh. In the Dead Sea Scrolls in Enoch, it portrays them as a class of celestial beings who, along with the cherubim and seraphim, never sleep but guard the throne of God. Uh, that so, kind of sucks. Uh, yeah. These are uh, creatures that function as actual chariots driven by God and other angels they are characterized by peace and submission therefore slaves right uh god yeah. rests upon them uh thrones so the same as the orphan are depicted as great wheels containing many eyes and reside in the area of the cosmos where material form begins to take shape huh. they chant oh. <laughs> basically the same thing glory to god or god 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 whatever right and remain forever in his presence and they met out divine justice and maintain the cosmic harmony with of all universal law Man, so these, these guys dudes, like, sound, these dudes cool. sound like they're carrying heaven, man. Seriously, <laughs> on their backs. <laughs> and yet everybody treats them like garbage. What's up with that, man? Right. Um, and so Ezekiel's account in the Bible describes them as being made out of interlocking, interlocking gold wheels with each wheel's exterior covered with multiple eyes and them floating by themselves in, like, the cosmos. So That's creepy, so man. confusingly <laughs> creepy. <laughs> So I did add some pictures for you guys, and if you guys want to look it up, yeah, these do. Um, these guys are uh, very uh, interesting. That is, that is so wild. Do you think these guys ever like Beyblade around? <laughs> <You know? laughs> probably not, because they're like I said, they're characterized by peace and submission. They're probably just like well, jellyfish, and just kind of like float around. Okay, so Ooh. here we go. It's it's the uh, the cherubim and the uh, seraphim 
that they get together and they use the Ophinium or Ophimin or Ophenim, I don't know, thrones as Beyblades. It's they're just being used <laughs> as Beyblades. <laughs> just sitting around, all right, everyone, let's get together, grab your throne, and let's just let her rip. And who knew the game of the gods was Beyblade? <laughs> <laughs> Makes so much sense now. <laughs> oh my god. So those are definitely the other than like archangels and normal angels, those are definitely the what we know most about. For sure. And just are very obscure. I um, at so, least heard of those guys. Right. And so the next couple that we're going to talk about, so we're going down to tier two and three next, um, are going to be just much more quick. We don't know as much about them. But it, at once I talk about their, their names and kind of what they do, um, if you've read the Bible or if you know anything about Christianity, you'll kind of pick up on some of the language yeah. that's talked about. And so when you hear, so like this next one is dominions or lordships. So when you hear these words, you're like, if you, or if you see them in the Bible, you're like, oh, how are, they, how are those talking about angels? And it's because in Hebrew and in then, you know, other ancient languages, these words were personified. And so uh -huh. that's why we believe that they are more than just a word. So interesting. Um, so dominions are presented in the hierarchy. They're the highest of the second tier, and they're known as lordships. The... Uh, or sometimes they're also known as the dominations. Uh, so dominations regulate the duties of lower angels, and it uh, it is with only extreme rarity that angel angelic lords make themselves physically known to humans. So when it says that, I'm not okay. quite sure because we don't know what they look like. We don't, you know, so I feel like if they ever did, um, but I'm assuming what that means is like possession. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, like, um, so because these guys are kind of like the law enforcement of the angels from them and below, you know, right. making sure that they're doing everything that they need. They're very much lawful of whatever, you know, whatever they do, other than just kind of regulating what people, like other angels do. I'm assuming if they ever go down to humanity, it would be in the form of not really possession, but like. Posing as a human. Yeah. That, thank you. Yeah. Gotcha. And that makes sense. Like. Well, A, so first of all, kind of strange that there's an entire, like, division of, no no pun on the name at all, um, but division of angels that their entire job description is just making sure to keep all the other angels in check. Right. Yeah, hey, my, job is, my job is to make sure that you do your job, which, <laughs> that's such a weird thought. But I was just going to say that also reminds me that, like, it kind of... Not to toot my own horn, but feels like it's like, oh, these ones, they don't, they say that we don't really know what they look like because they also say they rarely, but sometimes would come down to humans. So it's like, well, maybe they don't need a description because sometimes they were around. And so we yeah. kind of knew what they looked like. Mm -hmm. Feel like I'm onto something there. Mm -hmm. I'm just maybe. Maybe. I don't know. The other ones, they never came down to Earth. So we have a description of what they look like. These guys, they're sometimes coming down to Earth. So like, we don't really need a description because we've seen them sometimes. Yeah, I'm curious to know why these ones specifically would come down in. Yeah, that seemed weird. Um, just because like their job description doesn't really seem like they would. Unless, unless it's be like you said that, that they're kind of like the law enforcement and their job is to make sure the other angels are doing their jobs. So maybe they're coming down to earth, not because anything the humans have done, but they're co like uh, kind of going after hunting down a rogue angel. 
They're trying <laughs> to like their job is to go and find that angel that isn't doing his job and make him get in line. Or maybe they give out gift baskets and apologies to people that have been wronged by angels. Like, and that's you know, where the idea—that's where the idea of Santa comes from. It's one of these guys. And you better um, make a new tinfoil hat, man. I think. Yeah, you know. dude. I'm uh, mine's mine's getting a little thin. I need a little bit thicker tinfoil. But um, so I'm gonna kind of cut in before we go to the next angel. So I did see a couple sources. I didn't put it on the notes just because I didn't know if I wanted to talk about it, but I, I might as well. Um, I actually did see in a couple places that God actually really didn't trust a lot of these angels. Makes sense. He, but Ooh. they were kind of just, they're like kind of how I look at it is he's the CEO, they're his employees. Uh-huh. Uh, and they all, you know, the higher up you get, obviously the more devoted you are or whatever to him. The sure. That you're going to do anything rash or brash brash um but yeah, either way none but basically what i was seeing is that he really had a hard time trusting these angels and then sometimes the angels not going fully rogue but just kind of did their own thing uh-huh. um, and it was just i thought it was a pretty interesting point maybe to add just that like that there is kind of a a whole dynamic out in the yeah. cosmos so i mean that's kind yeah. of fair with the stories in the bible then God did have one angel that did go rogue. And like, like if you go by the stories that are there, then you have the angel Lucifer that kind of just went off and did his own thing. So right. I get, kind of understand why he's a little bit suspicious and doesn't trust any of them. Cause he's already had one that went off and did his own thing. So he's like, yeah, I, none of you get trust anymore. Y'all are done. That guy yeah. messed up the privileges for everybody. Maybe that's where his suspicion stems from. Like you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there you go. Next, next on the list. Uh, so this is the second most powerful in the second tier. Man, mm-hmm. this is getting dead set number two. So not confusing at all. So he's like this guy's like dead in the middle of the entire tier list. So he's just average. Just like awesome. Me. Um, <laughs> Where I shoot for. So these are uh, these angels. This brand of angels are the virtues. So they're known pretty cool for their control over the elements. Some oh, yo. Have the shining ones. Nice, the uh, shining ones. Not sure how the shining ones and controlling elements have to do with one another, but why not? You know, it's fine. They're like the they're like the middle child that like <laughs> to like college or something, and God's uh-huh. like, oh, God, I'm gonna call you the shining ones because you can control elements. Does that make sense? I don't I don't know. <laughs> um in addition, they're able uh, they're also kind of known as beings of or sorry, the spirits of motion. Um, so they all also assist in governing like nature. So they're just kind of very like hippie angels, I guess. Um, and they're also uh, one of the first that we'll see that they're uh, those who assist in miracles. Um, and they are known to help encourage uh, humans to strengthen their faith in God. So these guys are very much hippies and just like <laughs> helping everyone out, dude. Kind of guys. Yeah, it seems like as we go further down, like the more human interaction we see. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. It sounds like these guys are the PR team for God. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're the ones who are given a good name and making sure that people think highly and have a good opinion of God. While all In the rest of the of angels, relations. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All the other angels and even God seem to like not really care. Right. Like, yeah, it's not my job. They can deal with it. It's their problem whether humans like us or not. 
and the next one would be more of like the customer service that everyone like <laughs> yeah right um so the next one we call uh the powers or the authorities and so again, but like not like the police authorities yeah that's different Kind of. Yeah, the, uh, the, the powers are given their name because they are angels who have power over evil forces, which mm-hmm. are angels able to. So they're basically their job, their responsibility is to contain and just uh, keep evil from doing bad things. Okay, gotcha. And so the reason why they would be the customer service because yeah, bad things happen all the time, and so uh-huh. they get for it, <laughs> they get blamed for all of the demon possessions. Or you could think of it like you got the internal police and then you have like just the regular police, you know? Yeah. They're battling evil, whereas the uh, dominations or dominions are battling other angels. Yeah. Right. <laughs> battling the angels that gave in to the evil forces, started oh, helping no. them instead. Mm. I, bet you the, I bet you the dominions are having to deal with the powers and authorities more than any other of the uh, ones we've talked about <laughs> so far. They got too close, man. They've been too close to the power. They came <laughs> in. That's so uh, good. So the next group of angels, I I kind of enjoy. I think they're pretty fun, and we actually we kind of get a description of them. Not very mm-hmm. good, but we do it. So they're called the principalities or rulers. Interesting. So I'm pretty sure these are angels that like look like and take place of humans, basically. And so you'll understand what I mean in a second. So uh, they're these angels are basically their job is to guide and protect nations or groups of people or institutions such as the church. So they're like, like the warriors, I guess. Um, But even more than that. So they preside over a band of angels. So when I say band of angels, I mean like the lowest, I believe. As Uh, in like the woodwinds, the, the uh, percussion, the drummer, the, 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 yeah. Brass there. They got the band of angels going out. (laughs) <laughs> I got the choir earlier. We were talking about the choir. And uh, yeah, so they, they, they rule over that. And then they uh, are charged with fulfilling the design divine ministry. And um, they are also who, people who administer and assist other angels as well. And they kind of lead that. Huh. And so in Ephesians, this is in the King James version of the Bible. And uh, it says the intent that now the manifold wisdom of god might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places and so when you read that verse and you know read it you just kind of skip by it and talk about like and you're just like okay like the church leaders or whatever Mm -hmm. but when we take that and we look at the hebrew translation we look at just all you know what what we have what information we have it's actually a lot more convincing that these things are like heavenly beings yeah so super interesting and then it talks about principalities uh that uh, are you know i'm guessing they're more human form because they it seems like they're very much around and talking with humans a lot and it says that they are shown wearing a crown and carrying a scepter so could be like the like could be you know i don't know spiritual leaders and stuff that yeah come and go we ready for an another uh really wild uh tinfoil hat idea Oh, oh my goodness! I, hey, I'm I'm full of them. I'm loving this. This is awesome. Um, one we, we were talking about earlier, King Solomon. What if King Solomon is one of these principalities or rulers, and that's why he was such an incredible, like, famed king because of that? Because he was he was a celestial being. Mm. I mean, I was going to me. 
I was going to say, like, what if these are just people that think that they're angels, you know? Or maybe they, they're angels that think that they're people. Ooh. Either one. <laughs> like, it's hard you know, to tell. Just, just somebody that's like, you know, I'm really important. I'm, I'm like guiding the church or whatever. I'm guiding nations uh-huh. to be more holy. Or well, so that totally makes sense because basically what their duty is, other than like I said, like to protect nations and groups of people or whatever, their duty is to be to carry out and uh, perform like whatever the orders that their superior angels told them to do. And pretty much just do whatever they can to bless the world. Yeah, and so yeah. their task is to oversee groups of people. Uh, they are seen as educators, guardians of the realms of Earth. Um, and uh, the last one would be to inspire people to um, do things such as art and science, which is kind of anti-religious. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sometimes it has <laughs> been better. So yeah. interesting. So they're really cool. And so you'll kind of see a trend here. So we started off with a couple angels that had a lot of information and then these middle ones didn't really have that much information. And then kind of we're coming up to, to getting a little bit more and more information. Um, so the next group is the archangels. So we're going to, we do have a lot of information about them as well. Um, but a lot of it is, it's not fully accepted and different people accept different things. So uh, the word archangel comes from the Greek uh, Archean angels, sorry, Archean angelos. And so that means like chief angel, uh, Archean meaning uh, first rank or power, and then Anglios means messenger or envoy. Um, and mm-hmm. so in Christian transitions, uh, traditions, Gabriel is considered an archangel, uh, but there isn't any uh, direct literary support for this assumption. We just that kind of people just kind of assume that he is. Um, it's also I always thought he was, but yeah, that's good to know was, though. So pretty much every archangel all these like kind of things that you just kind of believed are is because of these traditions is coming not because of any real sources so yeah I mean, you believing that i mean you how how would you have known unless you like actually dive in and see yeah uh, what are we just like kind of rumors or word of mouth yeah and it's very interesting too in the bible that the term archangel is uh, only appears I think twice in the New Testament and every single and a couple times in the Old Testament and every time it uh, appears it's always in the singular and so uh, we believe or most historians believe that actually this refers to Michael who's actually the only person that ever is referenced to being an archangel huh. um, but so again like we said uh, Gabriel is also commonly known to possibly be one and then you've also heard of the name Archangel Raphael, um, which is actually a very highly disputed topic because uh, he only appears as an archangel in the, like I mentioned it before, the book of Tobit or Tobi- Tobias. And so this is a book that Catholics use, but pretty much any Protestant church like uh, Baptists or other Protestant churches, they don't mm-hmm. accept this. So Catholics do readily use the book of Tobit and they accept Raphael as one of the archangels. Um, and in, in the like book, the Ninja turtle, sorry, I <laughs> or the <to>. painter. <laughs> hey, that's good one too. So Raphael uh, said to Tobias um, that he was one of the seven who stand, who stood before the Lord. And it is generally believed that Michael and Gabriel are the, are two of the six. So we, now we know of, you know, three possibly that could be part of it. And then a fourth one that we commonly accept is uh, Uriel, whose name literally means light of God. 
And so this one is in the Apocrypha, which is um, in early Christian writing. Uh, Brent okay. mentioned it earlier. Um, read by um, so that that book is actually still read by some Russian Russian Orthodox Christians um, and other churches, but very few. Not the most, not most Protestant churches, not most popular c- Catholicism, um, but it is read by them, and that's where we get Uriel. Um, and then in the second book of Estras, which is read by Ethiopian Orthodox, um, Etran Orthodox, Ethiopian Catholic churches, um, we also see a little bit of Uriel. That's so crazy how like all these different like kind of sects of Christianity, like I know you mentioned this earlier, but they each kind of have like their own like selection of books, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so like, and it's interesting to see like, what those books lead them to believe yeah yeah but i also cool. think i remember uriel wasn't that in like diablo 3 it's like an uriel or something i think so Maybe? he's also in he's also in supernatural as well. as well maybe it was supernatural i don't know um so yeah another uh possible interpretation of the seven archangels is that uh these seven are the seven spirits of God that stand before him on the throne described in the book of Enoch and also the book of revelations. Mm. So it's just, Mm. so even though when you think of these archangels and stuff and paintings and stuff, they're all very human forms. um, Mm -hmm. Kind of, if it happens to be that and they're referencing actually the seven spirits of God, we have no idea that, you know, they look human or not. Right. Um, Which is kind of the, obviously what I'm kind of, my point is here that, even though we have the like, paintings of angels, I mean, really, we what I mean, other than I mean, other than descriptions that say they're not human looking, like uh-huh. thing that says that they're human looking. Yeah, that's true. Um, and when anyway. it says uh, seven spirits of God, is that like his God's own spirit is like in seven? He has like seven other parts of it, or those are like spirits that he just like controls. Those are his. It's a good question. So that phrase seven spirits of god is it's hard it's hard to interpret right because that's both in the book of enoch and book of revelation which are both books known to be very hard to hard yeah. to like, understand interpret um my my guess would be that not like okay i was gonna say like horcruxes but not really yeah so i was thinking that like, too he's like if he created everything everything's kind of part of him right and so the seven most powerful parts of him possibly could be these seven spirits that are these archangels. You know, oh. the second lowest tier of angels. <laughs> kind of odd. <laughs> um, but now, as far as like the job of these archangels, um, they're said to be the, uh, the guardian angels of nations, countries, um, and concerned with issues that have to do with politics, military matters, commerce, and trade. So these guys seem very involved with the world. Interesting, yeah, and then last but not actually, at last and least, no <laughs> dang harsh, true, are, but still harsh angels. And so, there's obviously much more of these, this group of just bog standard angels, as any other group. And the reason we know that, or at least assume that, is because, um, they're the most recognized, uh, people even today talk about how they see angels and they would mm-hmm. be these ones because these are the ones that are most concerned with the affairs of men uh within this category you have a lot of different kinds there's tons of different functions of just 
angels. And so they are messengers sent to humanity, personal guardian angels, also a part of this. And it is a, a common belief among Christians that every single human is assigned a uh, guardian angel, whether you're Christian or not. So obviously there's an abundance of these angels. Yeah, that sounds like there'd be tons. <laughs> it also sounds like they're kind of crappy at their job because there's people that are getting hurt or whatnot all left and right. Where are these guys at if they're supposed to be guarding one person? <laughs> I think right. you had one job, guard this guy, and he just got killed. What's well, your pro- what's These the... angels are part of the band of the principalities, so they're out, you know, on concert or something. Yeah, they're out. <laughs> <laughs> Also, kind of sounds like you know how like everybody's like, "Oh, my FBI agent," and like is what connect me oh, to my yeah. cam or whatever. <laughs> These <laughs> angels are just like shaking their head at like looking at you. So maybe the angel is just talking with my FBI agent and be like, "Yeah, can you believe this guy?" And then I get hurt. Oops, sorry, I was I was distracted talking to the FBI guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's that's angels for you. That's biblically accurate angels. Is accurate. That's as wild. Can. Uh-huh. I had so much fun doing this because, you know, we've done Norse mythology, Greek mythology. We've done, you know, tons of, you know, things that are commonly just believed to be fiction. Right. Right. And, but there are actually people in the world that at some point have believed these things or still believe these things. And so, yeah, it, when so I was, it's this, only fair. It really had me step back and think like, when I, you know, if I've ever like joked about something like that or not, like how kind of disrespectful that was, because like those, those beliefs, those thoughts are just as valid as anything else. Right. And so like, and, and people just, I mean, I'm, I don't happen to be Christian, but like people just commonly believe like, oh, Christianity is kind of like the one true thing in the world. And like, whether or not that's true, it's interesting because you have Christians, you have pagans, you have people of every different religion in the world. And every single person's ideas and beliefs are valid. And I think it's fun that we're able to do this because it's kind of opening our eyes to all these yeah, different absolutely. beliefs and being able to expose ourselves to that. It's, it's just been very enlightening. Yeah. It's so interesting to me that like the, a lot of the other, like more, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily say dead religions, but like less popular religions like Greek mythology and things like that, that used to be really big, but aren't anymore. It's strange how those religions nowadays are looked at at like kind of being crazy. It's like, there's no way. That's outrageous. Why did people ever believe that? that? Exactly. It's so foolish. Clearly, there's not a pantheon of gods. And but like because there's so many people nowadays that believe in Christianity, it's just kind of accepted as like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I get why people understand that or like believe that. That's fine. It's fair, whatever. But it's like it's not not necessarily saying one is correct and one isn't, but like they're both just as validly possible like one could be right and one could be wrong or by both could be wrong it's either way like they're both just as equally kind of crazy but also kind of believable and well and like i mentioned very cool early christianity didn't believe in one singular god exactly yeah pantheon but they only worshiped the one you know have a stance Uh like and it's just interesting that like we have all of these all this stuff at our fingertips and yet yeah most people just don't know because uh-huh. how are you supposed really to shame. think about knowing? So yeah, it, you know you're welcome, everyone. We we're we're hey, doing... that is. <laughs> you might even say we're doing God's work. <laughs> God's plural, I guess. 
Yeah, but this episode was super insightful, man. Like, I, I always find like mythologies of an A type very interesting, but I feel like you're saying is that Christian mythology and Christian like folklore is not one that's very like delved into. You kind of like see the surface level understanding and like stick with that, which is yeah. a real shame. I was surprised how how deep of lore it actually has because like like you were saying brad like there's the common known information and then nobody really looks further into it and so i just kind of assumed that that was because i never bothered to look into it i assumed that was kind of where it ended i had no idea it went deeper that there was tons of information just like any other like mythology there's just tons of information if you want to look into it this was just angels which is a Uh fraction of I mean, I could tell you tons of stories and stuff from these like unknown books or whatever that like yeah. come to surface at some point and just no one talks about. And it's I mean, there's one that like um, during this ancient time of Christianity, I'm sorry, I'll, I'll close up here. But like in this ancient Christianity that when they these religions of different different denominations of Christianity would be like warring and one group or whatever, like did something a little weird, they'd be like, Oh yeah, the the devil the devil makes them do that or whatever. And so like whenever another group would perform like a miracle or whatever, they're like, oh uh-huh. yeah, the devil the devil did that. And so there's there's stories of people flying and stuff, and that the devil gave people power like to fly and That's super so strength and stuff. That like the devil is just so wild. gives people superpowers. <laughs> so That's... it's it's there's a whole world there's a whole world and a whole mythology that you could explore with just Christianity, and I I highly recommend it. It's it's fascinating, very... man. That is so cool. <laughs> All right, y'all have a good rest of your week.